What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We finna break down UFC Jacksonville and all the mayhem that went down from the knockout submission to no contest to bad judging. And as always, these are your hosts. I'm Paul. Pick a win. I'm conscious and I'm joined with. Hey, man, you already know it's your boy, Kev. Water boy, some boy, you feel me, man? And shout out that boy at Octagon Obsessed. This motherfucker covered, covered every single fight from every single car this weekend. And he put the previews and schedules and dates. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker really does not play. I'm, I woke up Sunday morning, knocked that out the day after the fights, and I'm just like, oh, he's him. But this was a great motherfucking weekend of fights, bro. I watched. So for some reason, I watched all types of fights this week. Usually, I don't watch all these fights. But because of timing and schedules, I got to see three different cars this week. So I was literally making breakfast. And then all I hear is group chats going crazy because the Friday night fights for one was going nuts. So I tuned into that card. And I'm not going to lie to you. Muay Thai might be my favorite sport. Then the UFC card was at 3 p.m. The UFC card was at 3 p.m., so, like, I'm literally watching the prelims at, like, 12. Like, oh, shit. Fight card is over, like, at 5.36 or 6 o'clock. So, I'm like, oh, shit. We got a whole day on our hands. What do we do now? Take a nap. Wake up to YouTube, the, the group chat going crazy because the PFL card is spazzing. I'm like, what? So, Paul, we had a great motherfucking weekend of fucking sports. And if you really type them. You've seen that there was even a karate um, karate combat. There was even a boxing fight. There was all types of fucking fights this week. What do you want to talk about first? Right. So, I'm a casual. I was watching UFC, and I was watching boxing. I didn't get to tap in with the others, so I'm going to let you take the early part here, Kevin. Just break down everything else outside of the boxing and UFC world that went down real quick. Oh, man. I appreciate you, Kyle. Uh, smoke this blend. Listen. So, me personally, I had to chew on you niggas real quick. <laughs> no, for real. You but, took a sweet little time. <laughs> so, me personally, I only watched the UFC cards. And really, not until not too long ago, I didn't start. I only watched the main events. Maybe like December, as I started watching prelims on a regular basis versus just having the prelims on the background while I'm doing shit. Get on his head in the comments. Hey, I'll say that shit again, you bitch-ass niggas. But motherfucking, the, um, the Friday night fights, I guess it's nighttime over there in um Asia, wherever the fuck that shit's at. And they have Friday night fights every week. Like last week was Friday night fights 22. This week is Friday 10. This morning was Friday night. Um, this um Tomorrow is going to be Friday night 23. And they were going crazy, Paul. I still don't even understand the rules to Muay Thai yet. Because, like, I still don't understand how. Because they were standing some people up when they went to the ground, and they were letting other people fight when they were on the ground. So I was like, I don't know which is which. Y'all do y'all. But there was all types of crazy cool fights this weekend. So I wanted to pull up a picture because I seen every knockout possible. There was um there was this Russian fighting this um. Let me pull up the exact names. Give me a Damn, quick second. Russians are over there in Muay Thai too. Oh, they're there, and they fucked up my dog. He was Punjabi. Oh, you know, brother, there was only one sacred zone, bro. One sacred spot. The Russians don't care. They're just gonna take and, all party styles. And you know how Cino feel about them, um, 
those Punjabi fighters. So I'm thinking like, oh shit. There we go. I finally found it. So they're motherfucking. So he picked it. We gave him wrestling and sambo. We like, that's cool. All good in that. Now y'all gonna go to Muay Thai? What's next? Kickboxing Russians? Nah, bro. I'm telling you, bro. There's gonna be motherfucking bare knuckle Russians soon. No, nah, that might be Irish. But the, so his name is Anton Ant Anatoly Maliakin, and he defeated Arjun Bular via TKO ground and pound. And I tell you, he was giving it to him. I mean, boom, 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 boom. And then they got back to the ground immediately, just hymns, just hymns, fucking dog up. And I'm not sure what the rules are. I don't know if there's submissions in Muay Thai. I don't know none of that. I'm not sure how to judge it. But by all my metrics, he was whooping his ass. Nah, dead ass. TKO'd him. And TKO'd him. And then he won the belt. Oh, next. okay. And, okay. And walked out with the strap. Next, 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 next. Do next, they get to talk in the ring? Do they get a like a little moment? Do they have like a Muay Thai Joe Rogan with the mic? Yeah, they have all that. But the thing is, they're like, these boys are in Asia. So it's like they have to, um, they're translating to us on TV. And they're translating to the people in the crowd. And then they also have to translate it. So it's a it's an interesting, it's an interesting um yeah. Next is the motherfucking elbow of the motherfucking year. Well, I don't know. The one during the GFC Jacksonville was crazy. But this was the next fight. The last three fights were all finishes. Damn it. I saw this clip. I saw this. Oh my gosh. Bruh, literally murdered my boy. Baptized him with the elbow, and it was just nothing but violence. And I'm watching this at like. 11 I want to say the thing I sent you. It was a couple of weeks ago when I showed you the clip of the the K the not. I think you pulled the clip up. I was talking about it. The I think it was a like a a Muay Thai fight. Where it was another insane KO that we talked about. Muay oh, Thai yeah. just be throwing them fucking hands. And bows. Don't forget the bows. And oh, then the bows the are critical. They are crucial. And then oh yeah, that was fight was for the um. His name was Pran Janchai. He defeated Sam A. Further fly with one flyweight championship. And then the motherfucking, there's a dude named Superlek who defeated Bro in the first round. Literally. I mean, dude, I'm over here thinking the dude he's fighting is um, his name is Nabil and I. I'm thinking he's him because he comes out with the monkey Luffy hat. He's feeling himself. Like, I'm thinking, nope. No, oh, you couldn't bring shame onto the straw hat. Oh, he did. He did. He did. My dog got folded in the in the in the motherfucking round. Like it was bad. Are they sponsored by Target? What the fuck is in the corner? Possibly. No, no, no. That's not Target. That's some Asian shit. Oh, but okay. <laughs> he's like, like, damn, Target worldwide. He gave him super. Like gave him hands in the corner, and the motherfucking they had no choice but to be like. Shh, 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 Those body go. punches really be pointing you out. Ask Ryan Garcia. Nah, for real. Now, on to motherfucking PFL, which was even crazy because they have some controversy. So this is three weeks in a row the PFL are doing their playoffs. And I'm not going to lie to you. If I don't know the rules for more time, I definitely don't know the rules for the playoffs for PFL. But to start off with the controversy, and PFL's biggest star, Shane Burgos, had to have got a finish and, like, the had to have gotten a finish to make the playoffs. He ended up getting a decision, which, um, but... He made the playoffs because Nathan Schultz was fighting is from American's top team, and he's fighting another guy named Rosh Monfio. And guess where he's from? American top team. American fucking top team. 
So this fight was pretty much a glorified sparring session, a lot of people are calling it. And because of that, they suspended both of them. And now Shane Burgos is going to the um, playoffs. And, like, it's, like, very controversial. So like, I saw the thing before – I guess before that got announced, it was Shane Burgos' former uh, former uh, top 15 and his, uh, division guy literally left while still in the top 15, I, I believe, and um, goes and doesn't make PFL playoffs in first year. Mm-hmm. And then, I, I guess since that happened, it got reversed. But the fucking spar, I with the sparring session incident, I like how unlike UFC, UFC back in the day would snap their fingers, do the same thing. But nowadays, I feel like UFC is more corporate, where they have to we'll wait on the decision that gets made. Whereas PFL, they spotted some shit they didn't like, y'all two suspended. Next, like just kept it moving. I thought the same thing, but in PFL there are no matchmakers. So how did it? Fights get is it managers? Two managers get into cahoots and like yeah, we'll get y'all two gone. That's kind of it's a league, like a straight up league. So that's why there's a playoffs. Like I don't know, there's a point system. I don't. There know. is a point system when it comes to like who makes the playoffs and that like you get points on for like everything. So that makes sense, but yeah, no, that's so, definitely we got to look into more before as as we get as people grows. But the thing is, so they can't, they can't, it's not like they, um, they chose to make two people fight from the same gym. Like they, it just ended up like that. And they, they was like, yo, fuck it, man. I'm all, I don't even need a finish. Brent needs a finish to, to pass me. Like I'm straight. Damn. If and it's so- a league though, I mean, you can't get mad if two people, two teams end up colluding with each other. Like we did. Oh, if we both draw, we both make the playoffs. Okay. But. Like, you know, the Chargers, Raiders almost did that shit last year. And then all of a sudden, yeah, a little funky so. shit at the end. A little funky shit at the end. Yeah, but that would that would have been crazy. But, like, that's the reason why I'm not mad at them for, like, doing that. It's controversial. But, like, you can't do nothing about that. Like, if, like, that was, like, one thing. And it makes sense. But, like, it is up to them. But onto the fights, because there were some vicious KOs, like, my motherfucking gosh, Paul. Why didn't you tell me you fucking PFLs lit like this? So They are exciting. The few PFL cards I tuned in for another Friday night fights. They were good Friday nights. Let's let's start off with my dog fucking Sadabu Sai, who defeated Shane Mitchell via KO with a, a fucking spinning wheel kick. Shit was insane. Boom! Literally oh, good night. Oh, my gosh. Literally textbook, he couldn't beat, he couldn't set it up any better. See, Boom, made him put his I don't know, it has to be marketing because, like, if this was if this was UFC, this would be the top ten sports center play. Yeah, it has to be marketing. I don't know what it is that they might not have the right connections. I don't know because, like, if this was Dan White, that would make the top ten U uh, sports center tomorrow. That's that's the thing that always makes sense to me because they're ESPN. Oh, that's true, bro. Maybe Pat McAfee gets in, watches a couple of shows and gets tuned in. Nah, dead ass. But the thing about it is, the main event is what killed me. It was a vicious knee. And the thing about it was, well, niggas see, in the group see, chat, in the, in the group chat, y- y'all were talking about, like, like scary, your favorite scary movies and stuff. And I'm just sitting here like, hey, 
I don't know if anybody's watching the PFL card, but like that was a pretty sick KO. Like I was watching that game. It was literally such a nice setup meet. Like I do remember you coming and saying this. Like, like and then Knuckles gave me a fire. Boom. I knocked his lights out. Right and into it. He leaned right. Oh my gosh. You can't do no better than that. That shit is hurtful. Don't no judge needed there. Uh, I'm telling you, man, he made it to the off and he got the last playoff spot. Do how the fuck do playoffs work in PFL? I don't fucking know. But I think it's like soccer. You might get like two points for a win, three points for a finish, one point for a draw, like zero points for a loss. Like I don't know. And after after so many, whoever has the most points moves on. There's no such thing as MMA math to me. So that entire process makes no sense. Hey, but PFL, there's a seeding. These ain't ranking. Yeah. These are seeding. I respect it. But on to the main event. UFC Jacksonville. Literally an hour and a half away from me. So I'm gonna ask you before we uh who had who had the better KOs? Who had the better because there's a lot of finishes, different like submissions, KOs, like and there's a little controversy on these UFC cards too. Like who had the better card, I should ask, and who had some of the better finishes? Definitely one had the best finishes because them shits were electric. But my favorite finish of the entire weekend had to have been that elbow in the UFC card by um, what's homie's name? David Onama. No, nah, David Onama's he's not going Rebecca was it Rebecca? It might have been Rebecca. Mateus Rebecca or Rebecca. I want to say it was like the third fight. Yeah, he got he he got two knockdowns. He was like whoop he was whooping ass. Mm, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. But yeah, I'd have to give it to whoever had that <laughs> whoever had that walking elbow. Like they literally just walked in and gave Brad the meanest elbow to the mouth, to the jaw, and it was a wrap. Yeah, it was I know, I know Macy Barber hit a couple bows for her KO. No, nah, it was Rebecca. It was definitely Rebecca. You literally killed bro. For his 15th win in a row on some crazy shit. What was your favorite knockout of this car? Macy Barber. Mm. Just because when I was even talking about it, I was like, Reba's might not. And it was showing. Reba's was throwing whatever she wanted to in the first round. And even though Macy Barber's connecting more, Reba's wasn't scared because Macy Barber wasn't really like hurting her. But then all of a sudden, introducing the elbow, Macy Barr, and it was just so bloody. Like, she was on top. Like, I just, I wasn't expecting it to be, like, the fight it was. Like, it, like that fight to me was, like, it blew it blew my tops off for what I expected. I just didn't, I just didn't see it in them. I knew Rebus probably could bring it, but I didn't think Macy Barber would bring it. I mean, I could respect that. But I don't know if that was Rebecca that got that elbow, but it was a crazy mean elbow, and I was like, but yeah, I mean, Macy Barber went crazy with it. The fact that she was an underdog and she did that was fine. The head kick. Manuel Torres. Manuel Torres with the elbow. Oh, that was uh, that was the week before. Oh. Oh, I'm drunk. I was about to say, I was like, bro, I can't remember this shit. Yeah, no, that was the week before. We, uh, That was a vicious KO with the elbow. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, let's get into the car, man. Where you want to start? We can start with, um, oh, Trevor Peaks. 
and Chepe. Of the fucking wild man fight? That shit was crazy. Those are two drunk uncles going at it. Bro, the fact that um Chepe um Trevor Peaks and um boys was um like then not Trevor Peaks, the one um the one Chepe was over here telling his ass like Trevor Peaks is just on the on the fucking octagon. <sighs> 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 And he's like, come on, bro. Meet me in the middle. Refs over here like, engage, engage. I'm looking like, bro, how the fuck are you still moving? I know you're dead. Exhausted. <laughs> Did they get fired tonight? Nope. Elliot, Poirier, Josh Emmett. Oh, dude. I would have gave them a bonus. Them boys, they were throwing some wild shit in the first couple rounds. No, and shout out bro's chin because he was taking some Damage, like fuck. Yeah, Chepe. There was a point in time where, like, Trevor Peaks chin. And, yeah, Trevor Peaks. Chepe was giving breast shits. Like, god damn. Chepe was giving like the last sequence. The last combo was like a was like a head kick, um, a hook, a jab straight. Like he was just giving it to him. Don't, he, don't get me wrong. You'll send him back. He wasn't landing, but you'll send him back. But <laughs> that fight was great. John Anik said that's his favorite fight of the year so far. That's what I'm saying. I'm shocked they didn't get at least a little bit of a bonus. Like, that was some of the funnest fight I think I've seen in a little while. It was just like, it was wild to start it off. It was... <laughs> now, people are making an argument that there should be a, a prelims fight, a performance of the night bonus, and a and a main card performance of the night bonus because, um, I mean, fight of the night bonus because they're making diff- way different money. So, like, you probably shouldn't be um, making people in, um, Prelims compete with the people in the um, the main car. Yeah, some of these main car fighters make millions, and what the fuck, fifty k to them is a nice little eh. But it's people making ten thousand dollars just to fight. <laughs> ten and ten, man. This shit is crazy. Well, shit. I want to talk about my three man parlay that happens to be the the next three fights right there. The, the like Neil Magny, Randy Brown, Brandon Allen. I mean. It was a turn of my luck. I didn't even I had to I didn't realize I had the money in the account. Turned five to fifty five throughout the night of Saturday with all the fights of boxing and um, Macy Barber's performance and these three guys. But man, Randy Brown showed up, took care of business, as always. If you're not top fifteen, you're not beating Randy Brown. A little different, Randy Brown, because he he showed a little. He took he took him down a couple times. I wasn't. I thought he was gonna keep it on the outside, but no, he took him down a couple times. Mm-hmm. And Wellington Thurman's a good wrestler. I was gonna say, how do you feel about my boy Onama? My boy got the knockout, and he did the motherfucking um the Izzy celebration. That celebration played out now, bro. You you did like four or five arrows, bro. You cut. You do one or two. That shit kind of clean, but you. I was looking at. I was almost cringing, bro. I didn't. I didn't approve. We're letting the group chat. I was in that bitch. No, and he at the Izzy. Oh shit! Remember, it's the middle of the fucking day. No drunk. No, uh, there's no, there's no drinks involved. And I'm watching that bitch with the sound on, like middle of the day type vibes. Oh, that was lit when he did that shit. I was lit, too, because, like I said, I did the three-man parlay that I put people on. After that one, <laughs> as before the walkouts are starting for this fight, I was like, yo, I, I got some money now. Let me play with it. Let me throw a little on Onama. 
Onama, because like you people wrote him off after his loss to Nate Landier. Like he was a big favorite in all his other fights. Now he's a two to one underdog. I know Santos is nice, but Onama took care of business, got the KO. And um shout out Brandon Allen, because like the fight before this, Brandon Allen knocked down Bruno Silva and then took his back rear naked choke. Like this yeah. is like he knocked him down because we keep seeing his boxing get better and better and better. Bruno Silva, former M1 champion, great stand-up fighter, and he knocks down him. I'm just like, okay, like you're you looked really good in your last fight on the stand-up. You were looking like like that was his one missing missing link. Because no one wants to hit the mat with him. Before we get too deep into it, how do you feel about the Zalgas, the Z- the Zalgas Zoo? How, how do you say his name? Zuma Gulav? Yeah, Zemugulov. How do you feel about the train ending for him after after losing to um after oh damn. This bro already had a bunch of L's already. Yeah, no. He's the prospect that has never shined. <laughs> the best way to put it. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean people were talking about something. He lost to Amir Albazi. Man, he's lost to everybody. Yeah, that's just, the thing. he's a star. <laughs> he's the prospect that never shined. Like he was supposed to be supposed to be Supposed to be, and then but like people keep dropping out on. Isn't this like the third or fourth person to drop out on the fight? Yeah, you know so you have to get some random person at the last second. I believe so. I believe Joshua Van was a last minute fighter, but also like you see his flag, same as the mirrors of Gulov, who like we're gonna talk about the upcoming card this weekend, and mm-hmm. they just had the bad lucks. I don't know. Shevchenko might be the only one that can get can get the right the wrongs, but we'll see. But like, mm-hmm. it's been bad luck over there. Oh yeah, and then on to the next fight though. Austin Lane versus Justin Thompson. They got started a little bit. Everybody putting respect on Austin Lane because he's another NFL. He's another NFL um fight. He's another NFL player turned fighter. And they get to bumping a little bit, and then. Justin Toffin get Austin's lane, whole finger in his fucking eye. And I don't know what took the ref so long to wave that bitch off. There's no way, bro, he's going to be able to see after that shit. It's a – only good thing I can say came out of this fight is it happened so quick. If it, if it was in the start off the second, like a minute into the second round and this happened and then it turns into no contest, it's kind of like, oh, like this was all for nothing. But it happened so quick, fight gets called no contest, we can move along our day. And I feel like the rest of the card was so good already that, like, if this was a stale card, like a, like a real mid card, and then this happened, oh, bro, we would have been – people would have been changing the channels. We would have been done. Like, this is what they're serving us this weekend. But the fact that it's a good card. The show was on ABC. We would have changed no problem. Like, yeah. But the fact the card was so good, I feel like this was just a little bump in the road. We could keep it moving. And it happened so quick. That's the only thing I can say. The saving grace has happened like within the was it the first minute? I'm not too sure. It was it was just so quick. I respect I respect Brett just for being able to fucking keep his eye open. Because boy, imagine motherfucking a long a tall a long motherfucker putting a half day fucking finger in your eye. Like that shit sounds painful. But oh my god, bro. That's why I wear these bad boys everywhere I go. I start I start walking around like Horace Grant, walk with the goggles on. I ain't playing. <laughs> Turn to Rick Hamilton. Go, yeah, out, nah, but that was interesting. But on to my babies. 
You got Macy Barber defeating Amanda Rebus by T by TKO. The ground and this this hey, we're gonna talk about the knockout, but this whole fight was a fucking brawl. It was a struggle. There was blood all over the place. I remember watching this fight, thinking, "God damn, they got an issue." They this I thought this was gonna be they fighting. Get it in. <laughs> I thought this was gonna be fighting night for sure. Like there was no way. You could have told me this wasn't going to be Friday night until you see what um, Ilya did. Ilya, the performance Ilya put on. But I would have picked this for Friday night, me personally. That's Dan White was a little stingy with the money this weekend, I feel like. If it was London, he would have gave it to everybody. Even the motherfuckers that I put. Three more, three more bonuses that I feel like were deserved. That's 150K to him, bro. Like, that's a that's a that's two hands of blackjack for him at a casino, bro. You he could have done no cap. I respect it. I mean, I would have definitely gave it to them boys, but they she's um Macy Barber got the um performance of the night bonus, so nobody's mad. So did Onami, so nobody's tripping. Like they still got paid, but boy, Macy Barber is is uh, becoming more and more the truth. She's only twelve and two. Her and Amanda Rebos, they stood up. She banged them when they were standing up. Took it to the ground, killed her on the fucking ground, got her up out of there. How'd you how'd you like this fight? I think it was it's great for Macy Barber because I I always thought she was a, a good striker, good takedown defense, doesn't have the KO power. Prove me wrong. Got the KO on the top uh, on top of her with throwing some bows for some uh, it was a dirty fight to begin with. But her uh she has two losses in the UFC and one of them is to Alexa Grasso. And that's only aging better <clears throat> since Grasso's gone on to become champion. Facts. Her wins over Jessica I and Andrea Lee earlier this year and last year. Like Jessica I's older. Andrea Lee's not nothing to really be like she's okay. But this was the fight that I think she needed to kind of prove and submit herself as like, I'm legit like a top five person in this uh, division. And it was, and not only was this fight help her, but the fact that this fight was so exciting will only help her in her career. Because if let's say Grasso beats Shevchenko, I think Macy Barber, even though she might not be the number two person, it could sell. The one person that's the only person that has been uh, like the one loss of her career for Macy Barber. She can ride it if she beats Grasso for the championship. And mm-hmm. like coming, you, you need to be able to sell tickets. And a fight like this only proves the point of like being able to sell tickets. You just went out, like you just got knocked down with a fucking head kick. You came up and threw two strikes in your own head kick, counter right. Like, if this if these were your two favorite male fighters, people would be fucking going ecstatic right now. Dead ass. Look at this. Look at this, right? This is all you could ask for in a fight. Hearts on the line, grit, determination, taking the punches, throwing them back, even while you're wobbled. Look at this, bro. Like Dana White will remember this if Aggresso if Alex Gresso win Alex Aggresso wins again and Macy Barber could is coming off of this performance, bro. She went, she fucking went Terminator mode on that. She went all out. She went Super Saiyan, no cap. She even got blood on DC suit. 
after during the interview. Charge it to the game. Hey, Amen. But my boy, big dogs. You want to call him Georgia? He's Georgia for sure. I apologize. I apologize. I'm gonna say that he's, right now. He fights out of Spain. He's a big dog. He probably has one of the baddest bitches in the game right now. And we talking, my boy, Ilua Taporia. That motherfucker. El Matador. He put on a master class this weekend, Paul. But tell me how, like, you thought Josh Emmett was going to win again. I thought Josh Emmett was going to be able to crack his chin a couple because uh, Taporia's last couple performances, he's shown that he's able to get hit. But in this fight, he cleaned that up. And even though Emmett was landing here and there, I think this is the first fight I can honestly say Emmett didn't hit harder than the other person in the octagon that night. And it's not even the fact that the poor has harder hands. It's the speed it comes at that makes the world of a difference. Facts. We're literally 10. Bro got a 10-7 round in the fourth. Right. They had to. I was watching a John Anik podcast, and they, they had to explain what a ten round is. A ten, a ten seven round is only warranted when one fighter is so dominant to another fighter that a stoppage, a stoppage should have been. Um, you believe that a stoppage was imminent the entire round? Like that's how bad you have to be. And like, yo, bro, we could have stopped this now. And the fact that. And respect to Josh Emmett because the fact that after that fourth round, the doctor literally came up to him and said. I don't know, bro. I might call it. And then he was like, do you want to fight? Do you want to continue to fight? And Josh was like, fuck yeah. And then some people are saying the coaches could have thrown in the towel. But you got to remember somebody with the power of Josh Emmett, they could change the fight with maybe one or two punches. And that's what they were looking for. And if you still wanted to go out there, it was worth it. I think Ilya could have 10-8 him again in the fifth round. But I feel like he kind of like slowed down on the pressure. Didn't want to give up nothing too crazy. But Ilya is an issue. Josh Evans is cool, too, though. They're talking about booking with Max Holloway immediately. Yeah, you have to. Because, like, I, me personally, I would have did Arnold, him Arnold Allen. That's me, personally. Let him, let him fight Arnold Allen. Let them, like, figure their stuff out. Let Korean Zombie and Max Holloway do their thing. Let motherfucking Vogue and um, Yair do their thing. And then he just goes sneak into the next title shot. No, this mother second, Sparker said, nobody deserves a title shot more than me. Even though technically you beat the guy that the interim champion had to beat to get his title shot, I understand. But technically you beat him after he just got beat. So it's not like he's coming off a win streak like he was before. Coming off a loss. It's not the same. But it is what it is. So, like, me personally, I would have just fought um, having fight Arnold Allen. I like that fight, too. I just – that's a fight I can see Taporia taking. But I think since Arnold Allen used to be the most, like, feared man, no one would take his fight in the division. I think this will be the first time Arnold Allen doesn't take a fight because he doesn't want to risk his ranking against Taporia. Like, the, 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 the way shit twit, turns once you're at the top. I don't think Arnold Allen's going to risk it. I But Max Holloway, I think if Dana White comes to him, that that's my that – I hope I hope Dana White comes to Max and is like, hey, we got you somebody. And if you can beat him – We'll give you the, the Volk fight after. Like, I mean, the vision runs through him right now. And that's interesting because, like, you can kind of, um, because what if Max Holloway butts his, butts his ass? 
Now you're, just like, fuck. now you're just like fuck. We done fucked up another thing. I think you. I think you give him the next title fight because, like, here's the top four. The top four. The top five is Volk, Yair, Max, Ortega is still ranked at like number three, even oh. though he hasn't fought in a while. I yeah, I'll give him Ortega. I would feed Ortega to him. Just to I get saw that fight. fight get mentioned too. Ortega comeback fight Caporia. Oof, that's tragic. I don't think he's taking that. That would be smart. But um, I think, and he's talking about just sitting on and doing it like a sitting on, just sitting on his own win until like he gets a title shot. But I think they'd want new meat up there. They'd want fresh blood for Volk. So like I would give him, unless Volk goes up and tries to get another lightweight fight, fight for the lightweight championship with Islam. I don't think um. I don't think he should um he should do that. I think he should um I think Taporia should go fight somebody like Arnold Allen. Well, actually, I think the Arnold Allen fight makes the most sense or Ortega just because Max Holloway it still has the the TKZ TKZ fight that's gonna be probably a murder charge. And then but what about on the flip side? We talked all Taporia. Josh Emmett, who's he? I'm looking at the rankings right now, and underneath, Deporia just moved to five, Arnold Allen four, Ortega three, Holloway Yair, but Josh Emmett's at six. He has Cater underneath him, who I believe they fought. Yeah, they did a fight already, and I mean, you thought Cater won that fight, but Josh Emmett got yeah. the nine. Yeah, and then he's got a Korean Zombie who's booked a max. The next fight is the one I think he probably would get. Um, Giga Chikadlatse, the kickboxer. We haven't seen him fight in over, I think, over a year and a half now. His last fight was against Calvin Cater, and Calvin Cater pieced him up. But his fight before that was against Edson Barbosa. And I remember I was with you at Jerry's house, and I was telling you about Giga is the next thing. Like he's kickboxing the liver kick. His liver kick was just deadly, so I could I hopefully that would maybe be the fight. But if Giga doesn't hasn't been active in almost two years at this point, so like I don't know what's up with him. After that, it's Mavzar Ivalov, who we just saw beat the Phil and Fighter, the Phil and Fighter Diego Sanchez, or Diego mm-hmm. Lopez. That we thought we also thought he lost. So I don't know, man. There's a featherweight has on. Um... I don't think he's fighting down in rankings, but we'll see. We'll see how that shit goes. But what's next to Josh Emmett? He's coming off the No, that, that's what I'm asking. Josh oh, Emmett. These are all potential oh, Josh oh. Emmett fights. There's no way he's good. He's not fighting up anymore. He has to fight. I so I think Giga makes a lot of sense, but I'm not sure because that would be a fun fight. Giga's kickboxing against Emmett's power. And then Mobzlar, maybe. I, I give him Edson Barbosa because Edson Barbosa is coming off of that KO win. That's a good fight. And Barbosa said he want. He, I'm tired of all wrestlers. Give me, give me fucking fighters that like we can trade. Hell yeah! So that's a good one. But yeah, this was a great card. Not telling everybody. I was like, great UFC. Whenever they go to Jacksonville, they channel the inner Jacksonville. Everybody was saying the crowd sucked. I mean, I had the sound on, and I was like, "Crowd not bad," but hey, they weren't going. They weren't no UFC on on Kansas City or UFC. That's a tough crowd to follow. Charlotte was pretty good too. 
Yeah, Charlotte was good. Nashville's going to be crazy. But that's the card, man. Is there anything else you wanted to cover? Nah, actually, I'm good on this side. What about your um, your homie, Verlonger? Oh, I would say this in about six seconds less. Edgar Bum Longa is still a bum. He goes up against Josh Quigley, Irishman, that Boo on Andre knocked down two rounds. Boo on Andre makes Devin Haney look like a fucking power puncher. So, <laughs> Bogan Longa goes all 12 rounds against him. Over under was four and a half rounds. The fact that I could take the over and win that, I could get plus 450 for it to go to distance, I feel like I committed crime. I feel like that was like too much easy money. It capped off my Saturday weekend of killing all my bets. But the fact that people keep trying to put Canelo and him, and even though I'm here for the Canelo regression, you cannot put fucking Berlanga into the same sentence as uh, Canelo. He, he, that boy is at most a regular belt champion. Yeah, at his best, he's a regular at belt his- champion best regular belt champion because he's not fighting David Benavidez. He's not fighting David Morrell. I I think Cave of Plant would give him the work. I think um I also if, think that if uh Canelo was to fight him, Canelo would probably look like the best he's looked like in ten years if he fought Berlanga right now. And Charlo moving up would give him the work. It's just like this keep keep this man on the he needs to fight Anthony Durrell. Anthony Durrell is old. Caleb Plant beat him, buried him in the dirt with his shovel. That's who he needs to fight for, like, a fucking silver belt. Keep it at that. You know it's crazy why I wanted you to bring that up? So I remember I was talking – I met a cage fighter in the gym one time. And you want to know who he who – he, um, who is his striking partner? Yeah. Was it fucking Berlanga? <laughs> I was telling bro that I started watching MMA and that we have a podcast. And then – the second he told me of the, the who his partner was, I couldn't tell by the name of the podcast. I was like, "Nah, I appreciate seeing you." Keep him far like, away from here, bro. No, keep him. Actually, better right. Keep him far away from Berlanga. Go find a better striking coach. Nah, I'm dead. But hey, man, that was UFC Jacksonville. That was the one Friday night fights twenty two. That was the motherfucking PFL six, maybe I don't know what they call those thingies. Damn, we there was a lot of fucking shit going on in, in uh, combat sports. Make sure you go follow the at totally underscore blitz on Twitter, Instagram coming soon. You feel me? Make sure you like and drop a comment. But if you didn't know, I don't mind telling you again that my name is Kev Waterboy Savoy. I'm in this bitch with Paul Picker when we concert. Totally blitz is tweeting fire every time they get a chance. And you might have forgot, but we're going to remind you again that you's a bitch.